something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse... I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. What is up, y'all? It's the last Best Bits, regular Best Bits edition of the year. And this weekend, I am bringing on Amy, to wrap up our normal 2022 year. What's up, Amy? Hey, Morgan. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's hard to believe it's already been every time this pops around because we have, you know, what do you have, eight people on the show you rotate with? Yeah, pretty much. And I'm like, has eight weeks really gone by? I mean, and that's just, I feel a little representative of this year. Yeah. Super fast, in I, my opinion. It does. I feel like it just keeps flying by like crazy. And I love it, though, because that this time of year is definitely my favorite. So same, same. I'm ready to get home, ready to spend some time doing absolutely nothing. And we're just going to dive into this so we can talk about all the Christmas things, which is coming up. So I don't want you to reveal too much yet. Okay. okay? Coming in at that number seven spot, we had Blake Shelton on the show, and he's always super hilarious, and his interview was really awesome, talking about his new TV show, why he's leaving The Voice, and what he still gets excited about in his career but that's not what I want to talk about. What I actually would like to talk about is food. Okay. Because it's Christmas time yeah. and lots of food. I can do that. So what is your favorite dishes to have around Christmas time? Well, I mean, Thanksgiving, I feel as though it's always the mac and cheese recipe, but my family does the same thing for Thanksgiving as we do for Christmas. So it's going to be the same foods. Exact same mac foods. And, mac and cheese, stuffing, the traditional Christmas meal, at least in my family. Okay. Some people do something totally different Christmas and Thanksgiving, but we do the same. So ours is kind of the same. We do very similar dishes. Like they're all mostly the same, but there's one thing my mom makes every year and it's a homemade red velvet cake. And she only does that at Christmas time? Only at Christmas time. Unless it's like my sister's like 30th birthday or like some special occasion. It is a Christmas time treat. Something we do do, because we go to Colorado for Christmas, and the Salt Lick is a super famous barbecue place right outside of Austin. I was expecting that to be ice cream. <laughs> no, <Nope. laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I, I think there might be a brand of ice cream that's something like that. Okay. Um, I don't think you're pulling that out of nowhere. But Salt Lick Barbecue, they ship, and some people don't know that they ship, but we uh, wow. ship it to Colorado, and that's something we typically enjoy Christmas Eve. And so that's not 
that's something at least a little different that I can offer you up is barbecue. And then every holidays season, well, Thanksgiving and Christmas, we always do tamales too. Okay, so that's not a traditional item, at least on your guys' typical menu. Why tamales? I think it's because my dad's from South Texas. He's no longer with us, but it's something he started doing. He would always have uh, friends that would make them, and he would want to support them, and he would buy them, and he would just show up with all these tamales, and they freeze really well, so you can keep them in the freezer, buy a batch Thanksgiving, freeze them, eat them all throughout, and then buy another batch come Christmas, freeze them, and then you have them all throughout. So, And I'm a big – I eat – a tamale with ketchup, which some people might find that to be very weird, but <laughs> don't knock it till you try it. Okay. And what is a tamale? Is it like wrapped in a tortilla? Is it kind of like a burrito? What is a tamale? Well, the husk. It's wrapped in a husk, but it's a corn. I don't know. I've never made them, Morgan, but it's like a, I don't know if there's lard involved. Maybe there is, but it's <laughs> like this doughy corn thing that gets, and then you stuff it with either pork or you can have chicken or you can do a black bean and jalapeno for yourself since yeah. you're vegetarian or you can do, you know, cheese and jalapeno, whatever. I was just thinking, does it look kind of like an enchilada? I was trying to picture a tamale. Yes, it is, lo- but it's not wrapped up in a tortilla. Okay. So, but yes, it could be that shape, but you know, like a corn husk, like yeah. the, what it looks like, it's folded up and then. And you actually eat the husk? No, you open it up and eat what's on the inside. Wow. Okay. This is fascinating. You never had a tamale? No, I've never okay. had a tamale. Well, I mean, I, you know, in somebody, Kansas, we don't really eat those. Somebody get this girl some tamale stat. <laughs> I do need some. So we have our red velvet cake. We also have my mom makes. This is like the one time a year that she really bakes. Other than that, she doesn't bake throughout the year. Mm-hmm. She's too busy working. So uh, the Christmas time, I love when it happens. And she makes the red velvet cake that is like four layers, huge red velvet cake, all like perfect homemade icing. But then she also makes a poppy seed bread with homemade icing as well that's to die for. Mm. And these are, this is the only time of year I get to have both. And I eat so much. I eat like every loaf that she makes of all of this stuff. It's so good. So those are like the two. But I, and now I want to have tamales and poppy seed bread and red velvet cake. Well, I looked up the definition of a tamale and it says here, tamales are a traditional Mexican dish made with a corn-based dough mixture that is filled with various meats or beans and cheese. Tamales are wrapped and cooked in corn husks or banana leaves, but they are removed before eating. Um, okay, so, so you had it right. I pretty much had it right. Mm-hmm. I've, I can picture them, but I just like I've never known how you eat them because I've always seen the corn husk and it always confused me. <laughs> well, you're not the first one to ask that. There is someone that on Google, they say, are you supposed to eat the corn husk on the tamale? I mean, it can't be that bad for you, right? Well, it says first rule of thumb here when eating tamales is don't consume the wrapper. <laughs> Corn husks are not meant to be eaten and okay. they can upset your stomach. Okay, so don't be eating any of those. Man, okay. Well, I want to get into more Christmas time coming up, but we're, we're going to keep moving along. That'll be coming, so we're not giving away too much yet. We had at number six rejected segments and you were on the rejected segments for the first time like yeah. all year. I, well, I think ever. I... For years, we've been doing rejected segments. And to be honest, I get a little jealous if, you know, you don't make the list. Like, you want to make the list, even if it's for something terrible that you came (laughs) up with. Uh, Because it's in a way, it's making a segment Mm -hmm. eventually because it's rejected. So I don't know. Even though it's a rejected segment, it was kind of fun that it popped up. Well, and I like giving a little behind the scenes here. We've talked about before on this podcast how we all have to send in show prep. Everybody sends in personal prep. And we send in news stories, and that's kind of how Bobby decides what we're going to talk about. But we don't know what gets chosen until it happens or it never happens. And so on the best bits, I'll share rejected segments sometime. But what is a segment 
thinking just in your past year, and I'm putting you on the spot here, that you sent in, you're like, dang, this is gold, but it didn't get chosen. Oh, gosh. I know. I'm putting you on the spot. Because there's sometimes I'll send something in, and I'm like, oh, this is so good, and it doesn't get chosen. I'm like, dang, maybe it's not that good. Yeah. I really, I mean, this is on the spot, so I would have to think about it. If you have one, you could share it, and then I could think of it. Do you have one that you sent in that you wish would have gotten played? I mean, there are, like, but I've also, what I've turned in the, the best bits, too, is just, like, all of my personal rejected segments. So the things we end up talking about are things that didn't make the show. And so it's like best bits is personal Morgan rejection, basically. Oh, really? (laughs) It's kind of like half of the content that comes in. And then I make up kind of other pieces of content. But I have learned that I've I've just used them. So they're not totally, they're rejected from the big show, but not rejected from my podcast. Um, well, oh, okay. I sent in something. Um, I just started to look through yes. some of my prep. And I was kind of shocked that this didn't get selected. I don't know that it would get rejected because it's bad, but I don't know. Maybe it wasn't good enough, but it's a pro tip for people. Maybe you don't know this. If you have anything Lululemon, they will exchange anything, even if you've have it, had it for years, and they'll give you a brand new one if there's a quality issue. And I learned this tip from my daughter. She had heard at school that if there's any pilling, you know, the little balls that form on yeah. clothing, like even the tiniest amount that you can go in if you have a pair of leggings and say, hey, there's pilling right here. And if there indeed is, then they'll say, OK, go grab a brand new pair of leggings. And she took a pair of mine from my closet because I was like, oh, I don't really believe you. This can't really be true. And I said, I'm not going to be a part of this. You can go in because I was sort of embarrassed. And she went into Lululemon and she did it. And she came out with a brand new pair of leggings. What? Yeah. So I have so many with that. I mean, I've just bought like those are my favorite leggings to work out in. And so I yeah because they're not cheap. So they and I then I got curious and I looked it up. And let me see what I also submitted with the prep when I turned that in because I was still shocked. So I Googled Lululemon's policy and it says that they have a quality promise. If our product doesn't perform for you, we'll take it back. And they stand behind the performance of their leggings and yoga gear. So you can claim this quote unquote warranty by bringing the leggings and proof of purchase to your local Lululemon store where they can issue an exchange for a brand new pair. So the th- did you have the receipt for that still? How did you show proof of purchase? We didn't. So that's 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 from their website, but we I'm just saying we did. So I don't know. You may have to have pr- proof of purchase, but if you have the Lululemon has the logo, then you know you bought them from a Lululemon store. I mean, yeah. Try saying that fast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, da- is there a limit? I don't do know. know. I don't know. I guarantee you, Stashira will go do it for you though. She'll take five in. That girl is not scared oh, to my, save I, some yes, money. I, I need a Stashira in my life because I'm like, no, it's okay. I I don't what well, for whatever reason. Why does that make us feel like embarrassed or weird to do that when it shouldn't? Right, but isn't that funny? Don't you think that'd be something interesting to talk about that a lot of our listeners would want to know about? Oh, although yeah. I get that not everybody has a Lululemon in their area, or that you know everybody is buying Lululemon, but still, just something fun to know in case maybe you do get oh, a pair yeah. for Christmas. Just know if they start to pill or do anything that you're not happy with, then go grab yourself a brand new pair. Oh, heck yeah. And they're expensive, so it's a great pro tip. Yep. Okay, see, there was gold. So I'm telling y'all, there's there's little bits of gold just sitting in our prep somewhere that we might not have ever shared. And you may never hear it, but we heard one of them. And I'm glad you shared it. (laughs) I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes... I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man 
take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I had to include this on the best bits this weekend because everyone is loving Stevenson's radio show. They may not be very long clips, but everybody is kind of campaigning right now for Stevenson to have his own radio show. His 32nd radio show. Yes. Stevenson. Or I love it. And yeah. you know what's crazy is by the time he gets older, if he just kind of keeps doing this over time, he's going to have some radio skills that he could put on a resume. Right. No, I, and this is his idea. It's not like I go to my kids and say, hey, will you do this for the show? <laughs> uh, he, I was recording in my podcast room and then he sat down on the mic and just started talking. And I thought, OK, this is cute. So then I call Scuba Steve and I say, hey, I think we have something here. And Stevenson recorded it. He said we could use it. So if you want to have some imaging made from Steve Sykes, who does all our Bobby Bones, you know, yeah, all, all that our imaging. imaging. And they turned it around like quick. The next day we had imaging and I played it for Stevenson. He approved it. It was awesome. And so then it, it debuted. And then for the second episode that he did, episode two of the Stevenson <laughs> show, he started, took it a little more serious. He was more free flow the first time. And I said, if this is something you want to do, and he was feeling a little bit shy about it suddenly because it 
was feeling real to him. So he wrote out what he wanted to say. Oh, he gave himself a script. Gave himself a script and he read it and I was just very proud of him. And then he said, well, I don't know. Rita, do you, you're playing the whole bit. Yeah, I'll play so, the bit in the, in the best bits part too. They'll hear the whole bit. So people will hear what happened, but I was like, oh, dang, both of my kids are hustlers. <laughs> <laughs> they are hustlers. I love it though. They're learning like grinding early on and that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. What else is going on with life? How are you doing? How are like the kids doing? How's just life going for oh, you? Oh, we are ready for break. That yeah. is how we are doing. This has been one heck of a year for for them too. So I'm excited that they're going to get some downtime and to be able to be with their cousins and to just relax. And, you know, Stevenson's still 12. He's living the good life, but you know, Stashira just first semester of ninth grade, her first semester of finals and the pressure of high school. So I'm excited for her to get that downtime. And then I think as parents too, we are so busy during the school year when it comes to kids and so, quite honestly, I'm thankful. We don't have to drive them to school every day. We don't have to pick them up from school every day. We don't have to worry about homework. We don't have to worry about studying. So I feel like everybody just gets to exhale. There's a normal life stuff that you get to sort of hopefully take a break from. But, God, the the mom stuff, too, and what comes along with having kids that are in school is like, okay. <laughs> uh, so I'm sure teachers feel the same way, having a Christmas break. And, and you know, I don't know how teachers do it, quite honestly. Um, but my kids are doing great. And... I feel as though we're all looking forward to 2023 and what it has in store. And we're going to do vision boards all together over the break. That'll be fun. Uh-huh. What do you anticipate will be on your vision board? Good question. Um, I haven't really, I don't, I sort of, when I get the magazines out and we start cutting, I sort of just see what speaks to me or I'll probably think of some words that I want to put on there. I think I have a lot of fear that I'm working through because of the unknown and so I want to make sure that I put a bunch of words on there that help combat that. Fear is okay to have, but I don't want to live in that. I want to counter it with something knowing that I don't have to be scared for the future and I don't have to worry about it. And so probably stuff that will remind me of that. And then some career goal stuff. Two years ago, I put Delilah on my board. You know Delilah. Yeah. Delilah. Uh-huh. Some people know her, some people don't. Um, If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. And I just, you know, she just always had such a great, or has, she still does what she does, such a great way of connecting with her listeners. And so I'll continue that, that goal of creating more connection and more community by doing, you know, a Four Things Live tour. Mm -hmm. We did the live in Wichita, but I, so I want to make sure I put that on my vision board so I don't, you know, let, let that go. Cause then there's fear in that too. You know, putting yourself out there, um, you know, trying and just doing stuff. So we'll see what happens. I love that. Mm-hmm. Have you, how many years have you now done a vision board? Two for sure. Two in the last two years. And I'm sure I've done some in previous years, but two in a row. So this would be the third year in a row. Have you ever done one? Okay, I haven't. And that's why I'm asking. Do you feel like it has actually like kind of helped you kind of whether it's manifest or just kind of align your goals with what you want in the new year? Like, do you feel like it's really benefiting you in that way? Well, first of all, I just think it's a fun way to process what you hope things could look like. I like processing. That's helpful. And it's a, it's an activity to do, whether with girlfriends or if you want to get your kids involved. And then it gives you that visual so you can look at it. It doesn't mean you don't work towards it. 
you have to, it's not yeah. like <laughs> I'm just suddenly gonna, you know, be Delilah. Hey, but in, in all fairness, manifesting is a very real thing for some people. Like they just say, and it kind of starts to happen. Yeah, so. but you're working uh, towards something. And so in, in having a reminder of those goals and what mm-hmm. they are, or what, you know, a mindset that you want to have. And so that's, that's what it is about for me. And I would encourage you to do it. I mean, you have some fun girlfriends that you could invite over and just have some wine and put on a fun movie and do your vision boards. No, I like this. Mm-hmm. I'm just getting all the things because I've never I've never done one before. Okay, well, let's say you do do one. What's do do? Do do. Let's say <laughs> you decide to make one. What what's something you would put on there? Um, Definitely. There, there will be some career things on there that are already kind of in the works. I just want those to finalize and kind of come out and start to happen. And obviously love. I would love to like have love in my life, uh, whether it's more relationships with girlfriends or a serious relationship with a partner, just love in general that would always stay on there. And another one is like a a growth growth thing for me. I had a, ironically, a TikTok I watched like everybody always kind of jokes and they're like, dang, this TikTok is attacking me. But there was one that pops up on my feed and I was like oh wow okay haven't thought or heard of that in that way before that really made me like think about something just in in my past relationships and things I've gone through and the fact like basically because I've been in a nutshell what I'm what I felt was this therapist was talking about how if you've been through a b and c your body will live in basically like constant fight or flight mode and you won't realize that that's happening. And and they started listing off all these ways that you live in fight or flight. And I was like, holy crap, that's me. Like I've genuinely been living my life in fight or flight. And I didn't even know it because of past trauma, things that I've I've gone through in relationships specifically. And so next year will be to definitely try and break out of that fight or flight. I think I've started to. I can kind of feel it. You know when you can feel like your life kind of changing. You feel things are happening. Yes, yeah, something's mm-hmm. going on. And I felt that, but I do feel like in the next year, I'm hoping I can kind of like genuinely break out of that entirely. Um, and, and so, but that was new. That just happened in the last few days where I was like, oh yeah, I really need to like dive into this and look at this a little bit more. And so I think that would be on there too. And more volunteer work for Remy and I, because she is loving being a therapy dog and that is so rewarding for both of us. And it just fills both of our cups. So yeah, no, yeah, I, I think those would all be on there. Mm-hmm. And I think that, Yeah, if you can work on getting out of that, if you realize that your brain was stuck in that, it's going to be so freeing. You'll start Mm -hmm. to process so differently. Yes. And I'm I'm scared because I know it's going to be like really terrifying because I think I've gotten into that to protect myself because of how much pain I've gone through. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I got to get out of it. Got to get out of the pain. And it's a weird, it's a weird thing. I think it's just a little part of me because I don't think I've been living in pain for a while. I just think it's been inside of me and just kind of sitting there. It's like like a little angel on my shoulder that's just kind of been hanging out for a while. It's fascinating what our brains can do to protect us. And they're Mm -hmm. doing it without, it's not like you tell your brain, oh, okay, I would like to protect myself today. So uh, send me into fight, flight, or freeze, please. (laughs) Your brain is just doing it. And so uh, the encouragement, though, and the beauty of it is, you know, 
you can rewire your brain. Mm-hmm. So, but you have to put in the work. <laughs> yes. And it, just, just another thing to add to my to-do list of things I need to do. You just need to put a big brain on your vision board. <laughs> I do. I and do. a bunch of wires. I'll have know. my to-do list. It'll be like laundry, vacuum. Oh, also work on your brain mm, a little bit. Neuroplasticity. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do all these things. So I think those. Did I, did I spark anything that might be added to yours that you're like, ooh, I need to add this? I would add another movie okay. or acting in some way. I guess it doesn't have to be another movie, but maybe if the Holiday Harmony uh, movie from this year gets a sequel, there would be part two. Yes. And I would assume it would come next Christmas. So that means filming would maybe be in May. So I don't know. Am I putting Holiday Harmony part two on the vision board or just really any auditions or putting myself out there for different things. And part of that is trying to also move past the, some of the fear that I have It's like, okay, well I can be proactive. Um, I think there's some times in my career where I've been very reactive and passive and just like, okay, well, if this comes to me, but really putting myself out there more and putting things into different buckets. So I'm trying to visualize a lot of different buckets. And if I can do certain things. But I mean, I have my family bucket. That means I want to deposit things in there too. It's not just all career buckets, but a bucket for myself because, you know, I want to deposit there as well. And uh, yeah, I see different buckets. And one of those buckets would be acting in some form or fashion. You know what I was just thinking about? Hearing you talk about your daughter a little bit ago and you talking about this, the fear thing that you're working through. I think it's really cool to see, and this just kind of like, I don't know, it just caught on for me that when you were talking about all of it, that you, you know, you chose your daughter when you, you made the adoption process in a way when you guys were going through that. And she is so fearless and she is so putting herself out there. And it's almost like you have this tiny human in your life. She's not tiny anymore, but this tiny human in your life who's, teaching you that while you're working through that and you're seeing her do that every day. And now you're working through that to make sure that you can do that every day, almost with her. Yeah. No, it is neat. I have my own little live-in inspiration. (laughs) Yes. Well, this kind of combination of just um, how everything works out and it's cool to see kind of the full, like, I feel like I'm witnessing kind of this full circle moment for you that something, not only was it going to impact the rest of your life and multiple different ways, but in such a very vulnerable and personal way for you. Yeah. The kids are gifts to me for sure. I have learned more about myself and becoming their mom than I ever could have, you know, not yeah. having in our life. And I would, I didn't think that I thought, okay, well, and I'm sure parents say this a lot, but especially in the adoption process and different things that you may, well, you actually, you may encounter some different struggles with biological children, but I know for sure my experience with adoption has stretched me and grown me and, you know, unfortunately, (laughs) because I've been willing to go there, I've had to face some stuff from my childhood that, you know, and things I needed to work through so that I could be a better mom to them that they needed to be. And I don't know with, without them, I don't know that I would have gone there. Mm -hmm. So I love their gift. Well, I wanted to show from an outsider's perspective that I think it's really cool what's oh, happening. Thank and you. Getting to see it and witness it is pretty awesome. We also had for King and Country on the show this week, and they were so good. 
And their inner their interview was really fun, but more than anything, their performance of Little Drummer Boy was just it will put you in the Christmas spirit immediately. And if you it's it's kind of going viral on our Instagram right now. And if you want to go and watch the full thing, it's on our YouTube page at bobbybones.com. But Amy has a special kind of connection to For King and Country, and I want you to share that. Because I think you gotta talk about it a little bit in the in the interview, but not entirely. Well, I well, I'm friends with their cousin. And so uh, we, our families hang out and I've known for a long time how crazy talented they are. Their whole family is insanely talented. Is the cousin also talented? Yes. He what well, he's no longer in a band, but he was. And then their sister is Rebecca St. James. She's like a super successful Christian artist. In fact, Joel and I were talking after the performance and he's like, I used to be her roadie. Like I was her road guy. I was doing everything (laughs) for her. And that was before they realized they were going to even form a band and go try to do their own thing. And um, he shared that they're working on a really cool movie about their family. They just have a very, very interesting life and they are solid people. I, from... If, if you happen to be a fan of them, if you're wondering, well, are they really as awesome as they seem? <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> they really, really are. And um, I'm thankful to know them and their family and that, you know, that they made their way to the States from Australia because, I mean, what a gift that they have. And yeah, that in-studio performance probably is one of the top performances we've ever had mm-hmm. in all the years that we've been doing this. You know, and I got introduced to For King and Country when I first moved to Nashville and we had um, one of the pop stations here does a suicide prevention concert. And it was the first year they were putting it on and all of the acts were obviously coming to perform for free and For King and Country was one of them on there. And I was doing social media for the event and taking photos and all that stuff. And I remember watching them performed and it nearly stopped me in my tracks. Never heard of them before in my life. First time experience. I, there's multiple different kinds of artists that came and perform at this like charity event. And they were my favorite by far. And ever since then, like I've enjoyed watching their journey. I've enjoyed seeing the collaborations they've put out with. I know they and have a collab with Dolly. Yes. Yeah. Like that's how talented they are that Dolly was like, I want to work with you. Mm-hmm. And it's just really cool to see because that was kind of the beginning of their career when they had come. They were still smaller at the time, but he still had, um, I'm not sure which band member what his name was, but um, he still had the little microwave instrument. He was still using that. That was still like, and I say microwave instrument. That's obviously not what it is, but that's what everybody likes to call it online because it's what it looks like. It looks like a microwave. Yeah. Yes. Um, and that's he, Joel playing that. Yeah. Yes. And he had that. And so like they're, they're stayed true to so much of their roots and just a cool experience to see them like now in studio also as well performing even more better than when I first saw them perform mm-hmm. so like just totally crazy and I want to know too um any that you are cool with sharing but do you have other like special connections to artists that we don't really know about because you're obviously not going to post about them all the time if they're your friends or you're hanging out with people and you don't have to share them if you don't want to but figured I'd give a little behind the scenes of maybe Amy's life <laughs> There's some, but <laughs> yeah, I don't, some that are sometimes occasionally a text with someone that is like very f- famous or to my childhood self or my younger self. And now we're in this space. So it's like, oh, well, this is interesting. And that felt weird. Um, but I, I won't. And then others that are rising stars that I feel as though one day, I hope they knock it out of the park and have so much success. Um, but we'll be able to think back early on in our friendship. Uh, 
one that comes to mind is Brittany Spencer. Mm-hmm. I met her at a grocery store and we became friends. She was the only one. She worked at a natural food store where she made juice. And I would go in most every day and want to get beet juice. And I liked beet juice, lemon, and ginger. And she always made the perfect ratio. Her <laughs> combo was spot on. It always tasted really good because you get too much ginger and like, ah, it's, you it's know, a lot. It's a lot. So I got to know her that way. And I would always come in and she would know. She'd be like, I got you, Amy. I'm going to make it. And then she never revealed that she did music. I had no idea she was an artist or even thinking about trying to be an artist. And then uh, just it, the relationship evolved and developed. And we started following each other on Instagram. And then we started DMing. And then she came up to me at the grocery store one day. Actually, we hadn't been following each other yet because I didn't know I didn't know her Instagram yet. She came up to me and said, hey, just wanted you to know I'm not going to be able to make your juice anymore. I'm hitting the road. I'm going to do some background singing for some people. So I'm going on tour as a background singer. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I had no idea you even sang. And I'm like, well, give me your Instagram. Like, let's keep in touch. And so that's what we did. We started DMing. And then that evolved into from background singing to the next thing you know to her now doing her own thing and having songs and singing with Maren Morris and Maren Morris played at Bridgestone Arena a couple of weeks ago and Brittany opened for her. And for Brittany, Maren was one of her idols, like completely. So Brittany is pinching herself all the time. And Brittany's a huge blessing to our family too, because, you know, my children are black. I'm white. Brittany's black. My daughter has hair things that I will never understand because I can't. I'm don't have the same type of hair at all. And so Brittany will come over at, you know, at the drop of the hat and be like, okay, I got you. We can fix this. She that. hooks me up with different hair people that she, in fact, we have an appointment tomorrow with this girl, Jade, that Brittany hooked us up with. Brittany took my daughter to Lizzo. Um, she just makes, she is involved with making sure that she's present um, in especially my daughter's life because I think it's important for her to have someone um, that she can talk to about certain things that her white mom is not going to understand at all whatsoever. And so Brittany's been a gift and- it's just kind of cool that it started at the grocery store yeah. <laughs> years and years ago. And I even did that Nicole Kidman event mm-hmm. not too long ago. And I had no idea when I booked it that Brittany was going to be op- sing- the the performer for the night, not even opening it. And Nicole had handpicked her for the evening. She had said, you know, when I was talking to some people about the flow of the night and I had been with Nicole sort of all throughout the day because we had an afternoon thing we had to do and then the thing at night. And I, some of the people that were putting it together said, oh yeah, Nicole said specifically, we need to get Brittany Spencer for this. <laughs> and uh, so then I got to hang out with her at like a work thing. And that was a really cool moment being backstage before she went out. I felt like uh, I was grinning ear to ear mm-hmm. watching someone really, I'm like, I can't believe this. Look at you. You used to be making my beet juice, lemon ginger <laughs> That's um, a song. situation. And now she's up there, which speaking of songs and writing, um, you know, my podcast Outway, which is released every Saturday that's dedicated to eating disorder recovery or body image issues. Uh, Brittany and I co-wrote the song that plays at the beginning of that ep- episode. And it's oh, like, I love that. Well, she came up with the melody and then Stashir and Brittany and I wrote it together. And it's like, I won't let my body outweigh, outweigh everything that I'm made of. Um, and then there's this verse where we talk about missing out on family meals around the table because what grandma made is bad and we're not able. Mm-hmm. And it, I just, I love that we put that song together and it, it 
that's that's my story about a rising star that yes. I hope she just blows up and is amazing. But some of the bigger ones, I don't know. It's weird sometimes if they send a text, but it's not like I'm, you know, hanging out with them. Well, what I'm hearing in these two things is that you are now a songwriter and you, Brittany and Nicole Kidman are best friends. Oh, yeah. That's, that's exactly it. what I said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I heard. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I totally rambled, but Brittany's just no, so awesome. No, I love awesome. it. No, okay. I love it. And it was like, a great story. Being the host of Women of I Heart Country 2, you love seeing women like do their thing and getting to pursue their dreams and do what they love. And um, it's cool to watch. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's just one example. Brittany's one example. But I mean, if if I did more, we'd be here all day. <laughs> yes. Hey, and one day I'm gonna, I'll get them all out of Amy. Don't you worry. We'll share all oh, the no. stories. I don't mean one example of just like in my life. I just mean one example of women that it's cool oh, to yes. see like killing well, both, it. Both. Both. Right. I'll still get more stories out of you another day. Yes. But yes, I agree. I, I love seeing ladies out there killing it and also ladies supporting other women. And that's really cool. So... We also had the draft of Christmas songs this week. You won. Holla. I know. I never win drafts Yeah, So proud. I wanted to talk about some other Christmas songs that like I wanted to choose. There's just so many, especially because we were being very specific in choosing artists. And I'll let you think, see if there's any that like you would have chose. Hard Candy Christmas from Dolly Parton was a missed opportunity for me. I feel like I should have chosen that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Where Are You Christmas from Faith Hill. Mm-hmm. Have you heard that one? The one in the Grinch? I have, I was, I don't know. I might have to look that one up. So it's the Jim Carrey, the Grinch, how the Grinch stole Christmas. And she's like, where are you Christmas? It's like the little girl singing it. But then Faith Hill did like a rendition for like the, the movie or whatever. Okay. Great song. Great Christmas song. Uh, have yourself a merry little Christmas from Judy Garland. Do you know that one? Uh, yes, of course. Judy Garland. Uh, she also did the Wizard of Oz. She was the, um, what was the song? Rainbow. The Rainbow. Where? Somewhere yeah. <laughs> over the rainbow. <laughs> that one. Um, then another one, Santa Tell Me from Ariana Grande. Have you heard that one? No, but I'm not the biggest Ariana Grande fan. Dang. I know, I know it's weird. I know. I, I know. know. It's okay. It's like, hey, hit or miss. The rest of these are kind of like some pop artists. Uh, Mistletoe from Justin Bieber. Oh, yes. So good. I feel oh, like that one totally should have made it. That one is a jam. I had that on my list and I'm I didn't do it. To listen to that one this week. Right. And then I'll be home for Christmas and this one's not pop, which is Bing Crosby. And nobody chose a Bing Crosby song. And he's like big Mr. Christmas. Yeah, he's Mr. Christmas before Brett Eldridge was Mr. Christmas. Yeah. Which, okay, I had to look up. I don't know if this is what Dolly was singing about, but I just got curious. What does hard candy Christmas mean? And it says the phrase hard candy Christmas refers to a time when families who did not have much money could only afford to give hard candy or penny candy to their children for Christmas. The hard candy metaphor suggests that life can simultaneously be hard and sweet. Oh. Which, you know, Dolly grew up extremely poor. Um so anyway, Dang, I don't know if I that's thought it. she was just singing about like hard candy, but now there's like there's a whole meaning behind no, it. No, but it's I mean that I it mean, can it be is. hard and sweet, but like you're doing you're doing your yeah. best to do it. But of course, in true Dolly fashion, there was a much bigger meaning behind the song. And then it says here, okay, is hard candy Christmas really a Christmas song? And apparently Dolly never considered it to be about Christmas at all. She said it's kind of funny that people think it's a Christmas song and it's really not. But it says Christmas in the title. I know. She said here. It's really, let me, sorry, an ad popped up on my phone. So annoying. (laughs) It's really just about people having hard times and saying, it's like a hard candy Christmas. Like when you're so poor that all you get for Christmas is a piece of hard candy. But then it is about Christmas. It is, but you can use it year round. How about that? 
Like, oh, yes. well, it's like a hard candy Christmas. It can be. Dang. You know, I really like hearing the stories behind songs, but then sometimes I hear it and I'm like, that is not what I wanted it to be. And now I don't want to know this because you, you kind of put your own meaning to songs, right? Yeah. And well, now, what like, did you think Hard Candy Christmas was about? I, would, I don't know. Honestly, I just always sing it and I, I loved it. I thought it was generally about like hard candy and like Christmas time. And I don't well, know. Well, it is. <laughs> it is. But clearly there's more meaning behind yes. it than that. Mm-hmm. So uh, and now, now that I know she doesn't consider it a Christmas song, I'm glad I didn't choose it. But one I was shocked you didn't choose was George Strait's song, Christmas Cookies. I know. I almost did. Did you have it on your list? I did. But then I was like, I don't know that everybody's going to love this. Mm Because I don't know that everybody knows it. And then I don't know that they're going to love it. So I just kind of had to go with the hits. I mean, you did great. Obviously, you won. And Saint Merry Christmas. Heck yeah. That that was like a third round. That was a big third round pick. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even have that on my list originally. I was was surprised nobody picked it. Mm Because that, I've already played that a million times this holiday season. Yeah. A million. That's a good one. Totally. Yes. So many. But yeah, I just want to talk about Christmas songs for a second. Maybe we just added some more to people's playlists they could have this week coming up. Mm-hmm. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics, in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. 
Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And speaking of getting in the Christmas spirit, we had the Yuletide Carolers on this week, and they sang a great rendition of Red Nose Reindeer about Lunchbox in the show, and it was, it was hilarious. Abby is part of the Yuletide Carolers, and this was her first time performing with them on our show, and that was super fun. But I want to know what you're going to be doing this Christmas. What do your plans look like for the Christmas holiday, Amy? Going to Pagosa Springs, Colorado. Ooh, okay. And so. will you guys open presents on Christmas Day, Christmas Eve? Do you Christmas have presents? Day. Yes, we do Christmas Day. My kids are begging to open one present this coming weekend. Mm. Or this weekend, as people are listening to this, like a whole week before Christmas. Okay. So okay. I'm like, what? What is this weird tradition? They're like, please. And so probably going to do that. Somehow they've convinced me that, okay, we'll do that. Um, but then everything else will be Christmas Day. And I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be snowing a ton or what the weather is going to be like. I want to read a lot, cozy by the fire, spend time with family, maybe go skiing, I haven't decided yet. Okay. It's a lot of work to go skiing. <laughs> and my some people in my family are avid skiers, and they are really, really good. And I'm just chill. I'm not horrible, but I just cruise, yeah. take my time, having fun. I don't want to go do anything too calm. If Every once in a while, it's fun to have a little bit of a challenge, but I'm not looking for that the whole time. And then it's so much work, <laughs> all the clothes and getting up to the mountain and then being so cold. And then, but I'm sure I'll get suckered into going at least one day. Do your kids like to go skiing? No, they've tried it and they hated it. Being from Haiti, they were <laughs> like, what is this freezing cold white stuff? But they both have said they might give it another go. They've, they've tried it multiple times. Um, I think the last time we went, they just didn't do it at all. And then, but this year, I guess because they had a break because COVID and different mm -hmm. things, they're like, you know, if it's a good weather day, then we'll give it a go. I like it. Mm -hmm. At least they keep trying it. Maybe, maybe you can look into like snowmobiling for them. Maybe that's more their yeah, speed. Maybe. Is snowmobiling a thing in Pagosa Springs? Yeah. People have those or okay. they'll rent them or go do something. Um, we, I got Stevenson some, he's not going to be listening to this, so he won't know, <laughs> but for Christmas I got him some electric gloves that oh, charge. Nice. And so maybe that will help keep him warm. Because my children, seriously, the cold gets so bad. It's not just like, oh, I'm cold. It's cold and they start crying. Yeah. And so that's how you know they're well, hurting. Well, yeah, they raise, they were in, raised in an entirely different environment than that. Mm -hmm. It makes sense. Yeah. Well, I like I was thinking about this because, and maybe if you hear this, it'll, it'll make you think of something, but I was thinking of like the evolution of my Christmases over time and how like it started when I was probably like, I don't know, from like one to 10 years old, it was like first thing in the morning, we woke up at like 6 a.m. There were stockings stuffed and it was like uh, we checked about, you know, Santa's cookies and everything he ate. And did the reindeer eat their food that we laid out for them and the whole like shebang of Christmas. And then from like 10 to 15, it was like, OK, we, we got up a little bit later because we like to sleep in and we'd open up all our presents, still made sure to open up all the presents before it was food time. And then like then it was like 15 to 20 and it got a little bit later. We stopped waking up quite as early. And then like now 20s to 30s, it's like we roll out of bed. When we roll out of bed, we might get dressed up. We might not wear any makeup or anything. You just never know what everybody's feeling that day. And then we'll maybe open a few gifts and then we'll eat lunch <laughs> in the afternoon time. And obviously the toys and the the gifts and stuff that people get have evolved too. But 
I was just thinking about how it's it's fun to look back and see how your Christmas evolves over your life and like the things that have happened. And as you get older, do you like look at yours and all and you're like, wow, mine's really like shifted and changed over time? I feel like at least for the past 15 years, mine has been very much the same, except for adding kids to the mix mm-hmm. um, five years ago. But we've been going to Colorado <laughs> for a very long time. But See, but I love that. That's a really strong tradition. Mm-hmm. And then... I mean, I think back to my child. I don't know. I don't have strong Christmas memories. With I mean, going to Alabama to visit my grandma and my cousins on my mom's side, that's mostly what I remember to okay. be a very – and my grandma had this uh, silver, gold, you know, those mm-hmm. vintage – but hers is legit vintage. I kind of wish that she – when she passed away, I inherited it. I don't know where it is now, but it would probably sell for so much money now, except for my grandma smoked oh. like all day long. And so it probably smelled really, really bad. Oh, yeah. Um, and bowling. We would always go bowling around Christmas time because my grandmother was the manager of a bowling alley. She worked nights. What was it in bowling alleys? My my um, mom's family, I think it was my mom's family or my dad's, they owned a bowling alley. Yeah. What what was the thing in bowling alleys then? I don't know. Or is it just like my really grandma just then? loved to bowl and she thought I'm here all the time at night. Might as well manage this place and get paid to be here. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. And so that's where we would hang out. She would give us a bunch of quarters to go play video games or then we would bowl. And there was a nursery there mm-hmm. uh, and everyone was allowed to smoke. Uh, my... Okay, wait. My, wait, my cousins like spent time in the bowling alley nursery. Okay. So because my a- aunt would join the league with my grandma. And yeah, I've talked about it with my cousins now. We're like, this is all so bizarre. Could you imagine right now going to a smoke filled bowling alley and dropping your baby off in the bowling alley nursery? <laughs> I got quite the image going on in my head yeah. of this. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And okay. that's where my grandma taught my sister how to play cards. Mm-hmm. And because they would sit around, just smoke, play cards in this back room. But we we did get unlimited fountain drinks, so that was cool. Well, that's exciting as a kid. Mm-hmm. When your grandma's the manager, you got the hookup. I don't know. What are you doing? Are you going to Kansas? Yeah, I'm making the, the 12-hour drive back to Kansas. It's going to be rough, but we're going to do it and spend time with family, a lot of family time. I haven't seen my niece and nephew for a year since last Christmas, so I'm very excited to see them and spend some time with them. And after Christmas and that whole holiday, I'll be going up to Colorado for some snowboarding as well. Wow. Yeah. And then back here for New Year's Eve and back to work after that. Where in Colorado? uh, My best friend lives in Denver. And then I think we're going to drive up and go to Vail for snowboarding. Oh, yeah. That sounds so fancy. I know. I've never been to Vail. I'm like, okay, yeah, let's do it. I, uh, You know, I'm trying to make sure I just do more things. Yes. Me trying to just continue to keep doing more. And so I haven't snowboarded since I was in college and I've been wanting to go back. And so we're at least spending one day. The other two days we may just be hanging out exploring Denver, but one of those we're going to go up and snowboard and veil. But we also got it before the prices went to like 300 a day. It was like 100 bucks when we bought our tickets. I was like, score. That's great for me. <laughs> yeah, for a day pass. Yes, I can handle that. I can handle that. But like 300 for a day pass is a little too much. So we did get those early. But yeah, that'll it'll be a fun one. I'm excited. So I also want to end this on a fun. We're going to do a quick would you rather Christmas edition. Okay. So, obviously, in at the number one spot of the best bits this weekend is our spicy Christmas gift exchange. It was hilarious. The whole thing was just fun, and <laughs> a lot of things happened. So make sure you you can go watch the whole thing on our YouTube page or bobbybones.com. It's up there. Um, so that's what's coming in at number one. And we're going to end this on a fun little would you rather. 
and we're just going to do quick. We won't debate it. It'll just be kind of is what it is. Ready? Ready. Open presents on Christmas Eve or Christmas morning? Christmas morning. Same. Have snow every day in December or not at all for Christmas? I guess every day. Same. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're two for two. Go Christmas bar hopping or watch Christmas movies? Watch movies. Dang, I do bar hopping. I love a Christmas pop-up. I, I get suckered in. Okay. <laughs> I spend all the money. Um, cook the Christmas meal or clean the dishes? I clean. Okay. Same. We are three, four, four. <laughs> Make a snow angel or a snowball fight? Snow angel. Oh, snowball fight. I Mostly because I love hitting people with the snowballs. <laughs> Lots of small presents or one big present? Still, like, this one's hard, but I guess one big. Okay. All right. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm going lots of small. I love socks. I love getting socks. <laughs> Would you be Santa's elf or Santa's reindeer? Elf. Okay. I think I'm going reindeer because then you can fly in the sky. Well, true, but you get to like, I guess, live at the North Pole. And, and eat cookies toys. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Uh, take a sleigh ride or go ice skating. Oh, why am I thinking, overthinking this one? Uh, sleigh ride. I know, right? Doesn't a sleigh ride sound cool? If it were with actual reindeer, I think I would do that. If it was just like with a horse, then I wouldn't. I'd go ice skating. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Christmas dress up. Like you dress up on Christmas Day or Christmas PJs. Oh, both are so good. I know. Don't make me pick because I've done both. And like last year for Christmas, we dressed up and went to like a really nice restaurant for dinner. Bourbon Steak here in Nashville, which is... It's so awesome. The view is amazing. And everybody got dressed up and we sat around the table and it was so much fun. Um, but also, I love being in my pajamas at home. So I know. Sorry, I ruined this question for you. Nope. I'm choosing both. I'm holding you to it, Amy. You have to choose one. You yeah. have to choose one. You okay, fine. It. Pajamas at home. Okay. I'm with you. I think I would choose PJs over everything normally yeah. anyway because I just love staying at home. But well, Amy, thanks for joining me and Merry Early Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Yes. Uh, tell the people where they can find you, listen to you, all that good stuff. On Instagram, at Radio Amy, and then the podcast world, Four Things with Amy Brown, and then Outway, which we talked about earlier, and like uh, Women of I Heart Country <laughs> on like, Sundays. Here, here. And, uh, but I do have a website, RadioAmy.com. That's another goal for my, for 2023, is to start to update that more. Oh, yeah. And make okay. it more of a resource for people with links and all that good stuff. All the things. But that's just another layer of, that's more about bandwidth, <laughs> not like internet bandwidth, but just capacity to get something like that done, yeah. human, human bandwidth. But maybe I'll put my website on my vision board. <laughs> I love it. Okay. We're, we're adding the website, but go to RadioAmy.com. And I am at WebGirlMorgan on all of the things, lots of content and stuff up there for you guys all. And of course the show at Bobby Bones Show. And you can see all the videos we're talking about at BobbyBones.com. Y'all, thank you guys for hanging out with us all year. I hope you have the best holiday season. It's been fun. Uh, 2022, I know we're all looking forward to 2023, but mostly for a few weeks off in the holiday season. So Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. We love y'all. Bye. The Bobby Bones Show. Uh-huh. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. 
Join me, Emily Tish Sussman, every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse... I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.